As part of the state budget adopted in 2022, Governor Kathy Hochul secured a commitment to invest $850 million in public money toward the $1.4 billion price tag of a new Buffalo Bills stadium, with the bulk of the state's $600 million share of the cost coming from the casino gambling proceeds brought in by the Seneca Nation and owed to New York's government. But is this arrangement even legal? That's the question recently considered by the state court system. And to learn what was decided, at least for now, we're joined by Rob Rosborough, author of the New York Appeals blog, which you can find at nysappeals.com, as well as a litigation partner with Whiteman, Osterman, and Hannah. Welcome back to the show, Rob. Thanks for having me again, David. Well, it's our pleasure. So who filed a lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the Buffalo Bills funding scheme in last year's budget? And why did they argue it was unconstitutional? So it was brought by four pro se taxpayer litigants. So they didn't have a, an attorney who was representing them. But they are, you know, at least the lead plaintiff, Robert Schultz, is a known taxpayer litigant who challenges all sorts of different things that the government does, you know, over the years. So what they basically argued with respect to the Bills Stadium was that the state was appropriating money in support of a private undertaking. They're claiming that, you know, the Bills is a business and the state shouldn't be able to provide them money to build a new stadium because it violates this prohibition in the Constitution. They've also argued that in this case, that Erie County itself shouldn't be allowed to do the same thing, you know, basically for the same reason. It's, you know, the government can't be providing money to a private business for a private undertaking. And did they lean on any past court cases that found uh, this type of argument that they were making was the correct one? Well, so they had to overcome a couple of rulings in the past where the you know, the Court of Appeals and some other courts have specifically said that the state appropriating money for sports stadiums like this, including, you know, a prior challenge to the renovations to Rich Stadium, which the Bills, you know, play in now, were constitutional because the primary purpose is to retain the Bills in Western New York and bring the jobs that are associated with it and the economic development that's associated with it. And that's a clearly public purpose. And so long as under the constitutional standard, there's a public purpose and any private benefit is merely incidental, that flies under the Constitution. So they had to overcome that, you know, rulings that had been had in the past. Uh, so made it a pretty steep climb for them. So did the attorneys for the state in defense of the constitutionality of this spending plan lean uh, on those past examples that you're talking about in either their uh, written defense or any oral arguments? Yes, absolutely. That's, you know, that's basically what they have argued since the beginning of this case at Supreme Court and both at the uh, the Appellate Division Third Department. They said that, you know, this these issues have been decided before. The Court of Appeals has specifically said with respect to, you know, the old challenge to the Bills stadium renovations and now with respect to another similar project in a case called Bordalo from 2011, that this challenge has already been rejected and these funds can properly be appropriated for, you know, stadium renovations and in this case, the new the new Bills stadium. Well, what was the outcome of this case, at least initially in state Supreme Court? So because the state moved to dismiss based on this prior precedent, this, the Supreme Court dismissed the, the case entirely and, and basically held, you know, just as been previously held, the, the, the appropriations were proper. The court basically 
without a much of a question, just rejected the petitioner's arguments that this was a, a private undertaking entirely and, and recognized the public purpose that had been previously found in the old case law. Now, what about when the case was heard on appeal in a mid-level appeals court in New York? Did pro se litigants make any progress there or was the ruling even more definitive in the state's favor? The, the ruling was pretty definitive. The judge who wrote it did acknowledge that there is a private undertaking uh, so that the petitioner's concerns were legitimate. You know, the bills is a business. It's not, you know, an arm of the state, but it's such an important part of Western New York and economic development. The legislature has previously passed a number of laws to say that this is a primary public purpose by keeping the bills in Western New York. And so that any benefit to the bills themselves as the private undertaking side of it is just incidental to that that public purpose. So, you know, although the the judges, you know, acknowledge the concerns, uh, they basically rejected them legally uh, out of hand. Well, you mentioned that the judge acknowledged the concerns of the litigants, but is it pretty common for the judicial branch in this type of case or legal cases more broadly when questions of constitutionality are raised to give deference to the state legislature and the governor? That's absolutely right. What the court noted here, and you see in in many different constitutional challenges in the appellate courts, is that there's a strong burden and a presumption that the law that's being challenged is constitutional. And when you're challenging a budget expenditure in particular, that presumption is even stronger than it is in a normal constitutional challenge. So it, it makes the burden on the challengers very, very heavy and very difficult to meet to show that the law is unconstitutional beyond a reasonable doubt. That's a very hard standard to meet. And in this case, they didn't even really come close because uh, the the issues had been previously decided and the courts weren't going to change their mind now. And while there's a public debate over the benefits that uh, communities can realize from investments in public stadiums, I have to imagine that the court in thinking about the public benefit didn't really get into the weeds of how good of an investment for the public this type of investment is, this use of state money when trying to gauge the the public benefit. That's right. That's right. And the court specifically said, you know, that's not our role. Our role as the court is to, to review for make sure that the law that's passed is constitutional. It's not the court's role to weigh, you know, what's a good policy decision or not. They're going to defer in every case to the body making that decision uh, to expend the money. And here that's the legislature. The legislature decided, the governor and the legislature decided that it was a good way to spend state money in the budget. And the courts weren't going to try to overturn that by substituting their own judgment by what those, you know, five judges on the third department might have thought would have been a better way to spend the money. And is this the end of this legal story or is there a potential for the state court of appeals, New York's top court, to weigh in and potentially subvert the state's spending plan? Well, there's always a chance, uh, you know, it's a small chance, uh, the Court of Appeals gets to decide, 
you know, whether to take cases. And in this in this case where there is a constitutional question presented and it's it's pri- the primary question in the case, there's a chance that the petitioners could try to appeal as of right to the Court of Appeals, uh, which the Court of Appeals might have jurisdiction to take that case because of the constitutional question. You know, so this might not be the the end of the story for them. Now they'd have to convince the new the Court of Appeals under new Chief Judge Rowan Wilson that they want to overturn a long line of precedent for the court to change its mind, and that's certainly a hard undertaking. But it may not be the end of this story. Well, we've been speaking with Rob Rosbro. He's the author of the New York Appeals blog, which you can find at nysappeals.com. And he's also a litigation partner with Whiteman, Osterman, and Hanna. Rob, thank you so much for the free legal advice. Thanks again, David. I appreciate you having me. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.